Two Geeks, Two Beers podcast. Nerdy obsessions, drunken ramblings with Morgan Jeffrey and Tom Eames. Hello, just a quick disclaimer from us. Uh, this episode was recorded on, sadly, the day that Jessica Walter, star of Dinosaurs, passed away. A brilliant actress um, and apt that she came up in this episode. But the good news is that we have since heard that Dinosaurs is coming to Disney+, Plus, so a little bit of positivity as well. So enjoy the episode, and see you in a bit. Would you turn off that rock and rock music? Hey, you don't have a Stegosaurus, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was a lot more frothy. Hello and welcome to Two Geeks, Two Beers, a podcast of drunk cult chat nonsense with me, Tom Eames, and my fellow nerd in crime, Morgan Jeffrey. Hello there. Uh, and yes, that is a new theme tune. Um, I know that no one likes change and I'm sure you'll miss our long running theme that we kind of stole slash paid homage to from the Riddlers. Um, but you know, after nearly 90 episodes and over five years, it was probably time for a bit of a mini revamp. Um, and so, so this time, talking of uh, 90s puppet-type shows, uh, we're taking a TV classic, um, but a show on paper does sound insane, and one that you, you wouldn't imagine was not only a hit then, but is still very much fondly remembered today, it's Dinosaurs. I think, I think not just on paper, I think in actuality quite insane. <laughs> Yeah, well, coming up on the show then, we've got uh, how Donatello and his pals inspired the series, uh, the famous actor who almost voiced Earl, uh, and the show's famous yet incredibly depressing ending. Um, So, you know, as a kid, uh, like many kids around like 1993, 94, I'm sure you were the same, I was like really into dinosaurs, as in the concept of dinosaurs, (laughs) not the TV show. (laughs) I was just really into them. Um, You know, Jurassic Park was obviously the main reason, came out in 93. 93, yeah. but also, this show was a big reason behind it. So, I remember doing like a show and tell type thing um, when I was at Cubs, um, and yeah. it's essentially all it was was a table with a load of my toy dinosaurs on it. I didn't really know anything about dinosaurs, and I remember there was this one smart Alec kid. <laughs> like, so, so can I just go and say we've got like. We- We've only been recording for like a couple of minutes, and already a, a, oh. an, an episode, an episode ostensibly about the '90s uh, TV show Dinosaurs, and it really did not take very long at all for this to once again become the Tommy's therapy hour. Look, uh. Uh, it's a good opportunity to get off my chest. So yeah, just this weird, it's this little kid comes up and he's like, "So is uh, is this one from the Cretaceous period, or is uh. it from like the Triassic period?" I'm like, "I don't know. I, don't know. I just like the, I like I like its teeth. I don't give a shit." Yeah, thought, yeah mem- remember that vividly. Remember his face what, vividly. What a point, um, Dexter. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching a show. Weirdly, I seem to remember. It, I might be wrong, but I seem to remember it being on like um, a Sunday night in the UK. I don't. I might be. Or, or, or even like I, I feel. I feel like bizarrely. I feel like this was prime time Saturday night fair. Yeah, potentially it was prime time. But for some reason, I seem to remember it feeling like a Sunday. Got to go back to school the next day. I might be wrong. Mm. That kind of feeling, anyway. Um, uh, and it's just one of those shows I haven't really watched since, but doing the research for this, um, it just filled me with such happy memories. And it was just one of those shows which, um, yeah, I just loved as a kid. And and from looking at you know contemporary reviews and um, comments on YouTube and whatever, it, it's it's um it stood the test of time, I think, which is always good to know. So, what are your memories of uh, dinosaurs? 
to the test of time, unlike, ironically, dinosaurs themselves, <laughs> which which famously did not. Yeah, no, I remember really enjoying this show. Like, I, I, I think, actually, now I'm thinking about I think I was really quite obsessed with it. Like, it's not, I'll be honest, <laughs> not, not a show that occupies uh, my mind a lot, sort of day to day these days. I've sort of forgotten all about it, yeah. but... I do remember like really being into it, and I think I had a toy of the baby dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. I seem I, I seem to remember with yeah, yeah. quite a, quite a sharp plastic tail, which you'd have your eye out with that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely remember watching it on Saturday or Sunday nights. Again, we've not done the research. It was it, it was <laughs> on TV. One those, it's one of those weird things you can't find out. There's just no like yeah. Yeah, there's no. no reference it, point for that. So it's not our fault. But look. <laughs> It was on. It was on TV at a point uh, in the nineties, and really, that's all we need to be able to talk about it on this show. <laughs> um, yeah, no, really, really enjoyed it. Um, but I don't remember like a huge amount about the specifics. So, as we always say, I'm looking forward to you uh, readdressing that and uh, filling <laughs> me in. Well, in case you don't know, Dinosaurs is an American family sitcom uh, that aired on ABC. In America, from April '91 to October '94, uh, with reruns shown on the Disney Channel, um, and in the UK, it aired on ITV from 1992. So, the show is about a family of anthropomorphic dinosaurs. But, you know, right. Well done, well yeah. done. Uh, produced by Michael Jacobs Productions uh, with Jim Henson Television in association with Henson. Walt Disney TV. So, the basic plot of dinosaurs was that it was set uh, precisely 60 million and 3 BC in Pangaea. Uh, the show centres on the Sinclair family, Earl Sneed Sinclair, the father. My extensive experience as a parent has taught me that if you ignore him long enough, the wife gets him. Fran Sinclair, the mother. You promised to take baby out for his solo wilderness ritual. Not today, my sweet. It has to be today. This is the third Sunday after his second birthday is set forth in the Book of Dinosaur. No. I believe today is the third round after the second round of playoffs as set forth in the Guide of TV. And their three children, son Robbie. Look, I'm just having a hard time with numbers and dates. Why? Well, because if this is the year 60 million and three, why is next year 60 million and two? Why are we counting backwards? What are we waiting for? Uh, Daughter Charlene. Daddy. Oh, babe. I have something important that I want to ask you. Uh Uh-huh. Well, how do you know when you found true love? Uh... And Baby Sinclair. You finished your bottle, dear. You're full now. Not full. Empty. Fill me up. Honey, that was dinner. Next bottle's at bedtime. (sighs) Tired, sleepy, night-night. No night-night. Night-night. No night-night. Bottle! Uh, As well as Fran's mother, Ethel. All right. Here comes the grandma train. Open the tunnel. Choo-choo. That's delicious. Nom nom. You eat it. You want to open your mouth or you want me to feed you to a pterodactyl? Earl's job is to push over trees for the We Say So Corporation with his friend and co-worker Roy Hess, where they work under the supervision of their boss, Bradley P. Richfield. So... I didn't realise this. Jim Henson had actually died the year before Dinosaurs began, but he actually conceived the show back in 1988. Um, he wanted to 
do a sort of sitcom based around a family of dinosaurs. No, I was just gonna. I do feel like you would have to be Jim, Jim Henson to push that idea through. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's like if if just some nobody off had walked in off the street and gone, ABC, I got a new hit show for you. <laughs> what, what have you got? What have you got? Uh, it's about anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Get out! Get out! I feel out. like again, you you would have to be Henson to pull that off. But. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't until the success of The Simpsons um, that, according to Alex Rockwell, vice president of the Henson organization, that people thought it was a crazy idea. So yeah, you're right. People didn't really think it it would work, but The Simpsons proved that this kind of sort of dysfunctional cartoon style family would work as a sitcom. Um, but unlike The Simpsons, obviously Dinosaurs was live action um, and had a laughter track, so it was very much more of a sort of um, traditional sitcom in the way it was filmed. Mm. Um, and it made me remember. Um, uh, other sitcoms of the era, which I think we should do episodes on, like Harry and the Hendersons, you know, like these. <laughs> and, and, you know, there was no, and yeah, just and other shows like Mork and Mindy that have like this weird sci-fi angle made into, it. and you had Third Rock from the Sun as well in the nineties. Um, not so much of those sort of things now, unless I'm misremembering. I don't know. No, like no, Mork and Mindy obviously earlier, but like it does feel like the nineties. There was a, a rich vein of yeah. sci-fi and fantasy sitcoms. When was the last time you saw one of those? Like there, again, they were like, yeah, um, let, let's do a sitcom where Bigfoot comes and stays with a family. They're like, great. Here's a load. Here's loads of money. Go and make that. That will definitely be like uh, <laughs> that will definitely be at the uh, the crux of our new full schedule. Like that's the gem uh, in the schedule. Like who who thought that was a, like again? I really enjoyed it, but who thought that was a good idea? Harry and the, Harry and the Hendersons. Who thought that? Definitely want to. I definitely want to do an episode on it. I can't. Yeah. 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 Great theme tune as well. Your feet's too big. Don't want you cause your feet's too big. Can't you use you cause your feet's too big. I love you cause your feet's too big. But yeah, in the late 80s, Henson worked with William Stout, a fantasy artist and designer, on a feature film starring animatronic dinosaurs with a working title of uh, The Natural History Project. And it was after this that Henson continued to work on a dinosaur project, which was presumably the dinosaur's concept, until the last months of his life. Um, the word, the also... word dinosaurs is already starting to lose all meaning. You've said dinosaurs <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but I like that they just called it dinosaurs. They probably could have come up with a... You know, a wacky name for it or whatever, but they're like, ah, it's just it's called that. You, you know, know you know that was simple. you know that was a focus group. It's like it's yeah. called National History Project. They're like, no, <laughs> people won't get it. Call it dinosaurs. Got to know there's dinosaurs in it. Um, so Henson also, uh, you know, came back with the idea in 1988 whilst uh, helping on the technology for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. But we'll oh. get on to that later. So if you think about it, you know, think of the suits of. Mm. Uh, the guys in the turtles very similar, so we'll get on to that yeah. later. Um, the TV division of the Walt Disney Company then began working on the series in 1990 for CBS before the series landed on ABC, which Disney eventually acquired. Uh, so it was created by Michael Jacobs, who also wrote, developed, or created various TV shows, including Boy Meets World and Charles wow. in Charge, among others, uh, alongside Bob Young, who collaborated with Jacobs on various projects over the years. I like that. It, he went from the sort of coming of age story of Boy Meets World <laughs> yeah. to again a sitcom about dinosaurs called Dinosaurs. F- fancy the change? Why not? <laughs> um, so the Sinclair family name is a reference to the Sinclair Oil Corporation, which has prominently featured a dinosaur as its logo and mascot for decades, under the now rejected belief that petroleum deposits were formed during the age of the dinosaurs. Um, so other character and family names throughout the series often referred to other rival petroleum companies and products so you had like a uh, so niche 
I know. So niche. The, I know all those petroleum fans out there. Going, hey, look, <laughs> that's another reference. <laughs> so he had like yeah, Phillips, Hess, BP, Richfield, and Ethel. Never heard of Ethel myself, but um, but also yeah. also BP. That's not a name unless it, unless it was no, that like it was BP Richfield. It was his. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so let's let's uh, get it, get it going with uh, the intro. The famous intro to Dinosaurs. First of all, great theme tune, uh, yeah. a classic of it of its ilk. Uh, also, Earl, you see him, you just you just feel good. You just feel <laughs> I know. You just feel warm inside. What a great guy! Yeah. Um, it won't translate to audio, but I, um, I so I won't bother playing it now. But um, please, if you haven't seen it, search for Notorious B.I.G. Dinosaurs because someone who was a genius managed to mash up. Like Earl rapping as Notorious B.I.G. and it's like uncanny, and it's I've seen absolutely it, yeah. hilarious. Probably one of my favourite videos on the internet. It's bloody <laughs> bloody hilarious, but pointless because all you'll hear is the song. There's no point playing it now. Um, anyway, let's go through the cast and characters, shall we? For dinosaurs, so we shall. Um, Earl, the patriarch of the Sinclair family, um, depicted as thick-headed and suggestible. It says here. I like the word suggestible. Patriarch, um, patriarch, also is a word that is only used to refer to like fathers in sitcoms and yeah. and maybe and maybe like a family drama like Dallas, like you know the wealthy yeah. patriarch. No one says no it one in ever, real life. No one no. says it. No one says it in real life. How's your patriarch? Oh, he's doing well, thanks. Yeah, you know, getting on. Uh, he was voiced by Stuart Pankin, um, probably best known for this role, but he has popped up in all sorts of films and TV shows, including uh, Fatal Attraction, uh, Golden Girls, That's So Raven, and Honey We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, again, I want to do the Honey We Shrunk series at some point. I think that would be, mm. <laughs> be great. Um, but the, the actor who turned down the role of Earl um, isn't one that you would have guessed. It wasn't one of the usual, like, suspects. <laughs> Arnie! Um, <laughs> yeah, imagine Honey, that. I'm home! <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, this actor turned it down because he wanted to pursue a movie career. Um, it was none other than Jim Belushi, who... Ah. I think he'd have been great, um, yeah. and I think Jim Belushi is one of those guys who obviously he was always in the shadow of his uh, brother a little bit. But whenever he pops up in something, he's always really great, and I feel like he should be a bigger deal than he is. I don't know what, why. I don't know. Just thought I'd put that out Ju- there now. <laughs> yeah, justice for Jim. Yeah, why not? Um, Fran, uh, the mother and the homemaker of the Sinclair family. Um, I didn't know who who voiced her until now. Voiced by Jessica Walter. Best known for playing Lucille Bluth in Arrested Development. Arrested Development, um, yeah. yeah. Didn't realise it was her. As well as loads of other roles, including Play Misty for Me, Archer, and all sorts. Uh, Robbie, uh, their son and oldest child, 
Um, I remember, he, so he, he wore like like a red varsity jacket and uh, mm. sneakers and stuff. And, I, you know, we've, we've talked about how, um, you know, like uh, cartoon animals you fancied as a, as a kid, like Gadget from uh, Rescue Rangers or whatever. Thanks but for bringing for me, that up. Yeah, so were you sexually uh, attracted to Robbie? No, not no, but I I thought he was genuinely like really cool. I thought he was yeah. like I yeah. wanted to be mates with him. I wanted to be him, not realizing he's like like you know he's just a big rubber suit. No, he's not like. You but know. I, I I mean it's it I get it because I felt the exact same way about Rude Dog from uh, Rude Dog <laughs> and the Dweebs. Like he was he was so he was so cool. I just wanted to be Rude Dog, so I get it. Was he rude? No, but rude as in like you know, cool. You know, oh, how, like, bad. In the ni- like bad. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, in the nineties, yeah. like yeah, rude and bad and sick. Yeah. All those things yeah. actually mean mean, right, mean good okay. things. Yeah, there was a nineties cartoon. If you're not aware, future episode called Rude Dog yeah, and the Dweebs. I have to say, I'm I'm not and familiar with Rude Rude Dog. Got to say. It, 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 it was. Uh, uh, hang on, we'll, we'll we'll dig up the trailer. But um, <laughs> it, it it was a it was a cartoon, and essentially the premise was that there was, you know, a collection of dogs, most of which were were dweebs, but one dog. <laughs> One he dog was, was cool. He was yeah. a hot dog. He was rude dog. Hey, yo, slam your eyeballs against this. I'm a sneaking in people and scoping a scene, you know, comping a major dude. When I cut loose this bunch of dweebs, whoa, I've been trying to teach him some rude. Not dog, that is. Dudes, get rude. He's so rude. He's so rude. Yeah, you can only be cool if you've got a New rude. York accent. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Robbie was voiced by Jason Willinger, and I have to say it is the biggest project he ever, ever had Good done. project. No shame but, in it. You know, um, more recently he's done sort of narrating work, uh, most recently on Caesar 911. Um, not a show I'm familiar with, but I'm sure it has its fans. So, uh, Charlene... Uh, was their only daughter and middle child. Uh, she was voiced by Sally Struthers, who was in her mid forties. <laughs> you know, you know why? Because all I could think of is South Park. Yeah, all I could yeah. think of is South Park. Sally Struthers. Anyway, carry on. Sally Struthers. Who the hell are you? Give me that cake. No, this is mine. Yeah, Sally Struthers was in her mid forties at the time, um, but she yeah she's best known for loads of roles like All in the Family and Gilmore Girls, and she also voiced Rebecca in Tailspin. Didn't know that A little fact. Ta- there. Ah, nice. Yeah. And then um, yeah, Baby. I didn't realise it was just called Baby. I thought it, I thought it had a name, but no, no. Baby Sinclair, uh, the youngest child. Um, yeah, it's his legal name is Baby Sinclair, which was given to him oh. by the chief elder, which is like the, the the people that rule the dinosaurs that ruled the dinosaurs. Um, it says here, Baby is sarcastic and wisecracking. His favourite thing to do is hit Earl on the head with a frying pan. Frying his pan. catchphrases are. Can you remember his catchphrases? No, I mostly remember the frying pan. <laughs> so he had several catchphrases. He needed at least one catchphrase character didn't he, in these sort of things. Mm. So he would say, "I'm the baby, gotta love me." Uh, again. <laughs> Uh, and not the mama. So he'd hit he'd hit Earl on the head and go, not the mama. <laughs> and everyone loved it. Everyone loved it at the time. It was very funny. I I like that he's obviously being being a baby. He has he has he has limited vocabulary, which is sort of you know again and not the mama. Fine, but then also 
he could say, I'm the baby, gotta love me. Like, that's actually quite sophisticated, given that he is, yeah. Yeah. you know, a very young I, child. But anyway. I think Stewie from Family Guy was in some way inspired by Betty, I think. I, I think. I think you have to say that, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not the mama, 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 not the mama. You do that one more time and I'm going to throw you across the room. Um, Jacobs uh, said that the popularity of Baby contributed to the network allowing the creators to run the show as they saw fit. He said, uh, as long as the baby hit the, <laughs> as long as the baby hit his father over the head with a pot, we could use that to hide anything. Um, so he was voiced by Kevin Clash, the man behind Elmo and lots of puppet stuff, including Labyrinth. Uh, he was the one who resigned from Sesame Street in 2012 after allegations of sexual impro- impropriety, uh, all of which he denied and were later dismissed due to the expiration of the Statute of Limitations. He returned to puppeteering as a supporting actor in the Happy Time Murders in 2018. Uh, Ethel, <laughs> <laughs> moving on, is uh, Fran's mother, Earl's mother-in-law. Um, she always wears house slippers and is wheelchair-bound. She enjoys making fun of Earl and hitting him with her, with her cane. So he had, so, had Baby hitting him with a frying pan. With a pan? Ethel with a cane, yeah. Earl had it rough. He had it rough. Yeah, taking a lot of abuse. Um, she was voiced by veteran actress, actress uh, Florence Stanley, who appeared in many stage and screen roles. She actually provided the voice, actually, for Peter Griffin's mother, Thelma and Family Guy, um, but was replaced by Phyllis Diller after her death. So, little Family Guy link. Um, elsewhere, all in the family in the Jefferson star Sherman Hemsley played BP Richfield. Uh, Sam McMurray played Roy Hess. You all know him best as uh, Chandler's bum-slapping boss in Friends. <laughs> Bing! That guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Christopher Maloney, not the one from X Factor, <laughs> like <laughs> the actual the guy, Christopher Maloney. The guy from uh, L- Law and Order SVU. That, that yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah he voiced uh, Spike, Robbie's best friend. Um, and also, uh, Tim Curry popped up as a character called Hon- Henri Poupon, uh, who I believe and is a bird. That, that, if nothing else, means we have to talk about it on this podcast. If Tim yeah. Curry's involved, we're going to talk yeah. about it. Well, if you know, if you were making anything in the 90s or noughties, really, um, and you required a, a, a brilliant voice, Tim Curry was your man, wasn't he? Bring him in. Yeah. So let's go through um, a lot of the plots because dinosaurs was kind of known for sort of pushing the envelope a little bit in terms of the uh, subject matter it, it did and then somehow even though it was with these big silly dinosaur creatures it did it in a kind of way which um was not taking a piss and it, it kind of it held up and it was a good way of sort of teaching families and kids certain lessons about certain things i mean they're already learning a lot about the petroleum industry <laughs> from the names alone that's educational so uh but it touched upon yeah various topical issues, including environmentalism, endangered species, women's rights, sexual harassment, LGBT rights, uh, objectification of women, censorship, civil rights, body image, steroid use, uh, even allusions to masturbation um, in the form of Robbie doing the solo mating dance in one episode, uh, drug abuse, racism in the form of uh, a dispute between the two-legged dinosaurs and the four-legged dinosaurs, uh, peer pressure, rights of indigenous peoples, corporate crime, government interference in parenting, and pacifism. So uh, it, 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 did its, I mean, uh, it did its fair share. How? I don't know how it had any episodes left. How? Just normal, yeah, exactly. normal storylines. <laughs> yeah. um, 
in the episode I Never Ate for My Father, um, Robbie chooses to eat vegetables, which goes against everything they stand for as dinosaurs. Mm. Um, and the other characters liken this to homosexuality, communism, wow. drug abuse, and counterculture. So that was, you know, was their way. Of, you know, it's like similar in The Simpsons. You know, when when Homer thought Bart was gay, and that's you mm. know, you look at it now, and it, it's a bit. You know, not the best way of handling such an, uh, an episode. But back then, but for the for the it was time, a good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah it was. It yeah. pushed boundaries and helped discussion, and it pushed it yeah. along the way. Um, in the final season, the greatest story ever sold. Uh, that episode references religion when the Sinclair family becomes eager to learn the meaning of their existence, and the the elders dictate a new system of beliefs. And the entire cast, with the exception of Robbie, abandons science entirely to blindly follow the newly popular potatoism. So it was just a, a good way of uh, explaining religion. And the characters will sometimes break the fourth wall as well, especially Baby. Um, an example of such is seen in the episode Nature Calls, when Fran and Earl spell out, the, spell out words in front of Baby during an argument, who, after looking at the camera and saying this could get ugly, proceeds to spell out, they think I can't spell with his alphabet blocks. So it's like they're trying to spell out words to, to have an argument without saying anything. And then it's yeah. sort of quite dark, really. Baby's like, you know, I can understand everything you're saying because I'm, I'm a genius. D- deeply um, traumatised yeah. genius baby dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> so that's well, an odd uh, show. <laughs> it's an odd it's show, an odd isn't it? Show. It was a 90s. Um, but let's talk about the um, divisive finale then, because I reckon if oh, you yeah. did a list of um, like at least most memorable finales, um, dinosaurs would probably be up there as you know top ten of uh, most traumatic finales. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, you know, and we've we, there are some dodgy finales over the years, from How Met Your Mother to Dexter Lost. and what have you. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, dinosaurs. I th- I think on reflection, it's a good finale. But I think at the time of fight, because I don't remember seeing it at the time, I've got to say. No, I don't think I, I saw it at the time. time it, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have liked it. No, I wouldn't have liked it at the time. It does seem a little mean-spirited. But it's something I, I don't remember seeing it at the time. I've just heard about it since. People always go, oh, the ending to dinosaurs. Like It's one of the most famous things about, about it, right? But like, I, I guess I guess it's sort of the only way it could have ended. Like Eventually, yeah. eventually it kind of had to end that way, which is slightly giving away what happens. But yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for <laughs> civilization. Oh, I didn't know. Actually, I was going to say, oh, I didn't know how dinosaurs were wiped out. Does anyone really know how dinosaurs were wiped um, out? Do yeah. we? Uh, was it? Did they even no. exist? You know. I mean, I mean, yeah, yes, I'm pretty sure. But they might have. Had, they might have had feathers or something. I, as, as yeah. far, you know, I'm trying to keep up on my dinosaur news, but I think that's the latest. Might have had feathers. So, uh, titled Changing Nature, the series finale of Dinosaurs depicts the irresponsible actions of the dinosaurs towards their environment and the ensuing ice age, which leads to their demise. In the episode, a swarm of bunch beetles do not show up as expected to devour a form of creeper vine. Charlene discovers that a wax fruit factory called Fruit Co. has been constructed by We Say So controlled swampland that serves as the bunch beetles' breeding grounds, causing the extinction of the species, say, apart from one male named Stan. Uh, Charlene and Stan team up to make this information public on the news Um, after getting a phone call from his superiors at We Say So who are fearing a public relations nightmare more than any other environmental threat BP Richfield quickly puts Earl in charge of an attempt to destroy the vines which have grown out of control without the beetles to keep them in check Earl proposes spraying the planet with defoliant which causes destruction of the vines but also kills off all plant life on the planet uh, BP Richfield assumes that the creation of clouds will bring rain, allowing the pl- plants to grow back, and so decides to create clouds by dropping bombs in the planet's volcanoes to cause eruptions and cloud cover. 
It's all quite it's quite sophisticated and quite complicated. The dark clouds instead cause global cooling in the form of a gigantic cloud cover that scientists, the viewer learns, estimate would take tens of thousands of years to dissipate. When he gets a call from Earl, BP Richfield dismisses this as a fourth quarter problem and states that We Say So is currently making record-breaking profits from the cold weather, selling blankets, heaters and hot cocoa mix as a result of the cold snap. So, um... Now that you've got the uh, insight to what's going on in the episode, yeah. I'll play you the final moments of dinosaurs and try and, not to, uh, you know, be terrified. And and so so Earl was partly responsible for the extinction of his entire race. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. I guess I owe the rest of you an apology too. You know, for bringing on the end of the world and civilization and everything. I always knew you'd screw things up. I just didn't know how bad. Mother, he said he was sorry. And I know I put too much faith in progress in technology. And had too little respect for nature. But it's so easy to take nature for granted because it's always there. And technology is so bright and shiny and new. We understand, sweetheart. Understand what? Well, little guy, what happened was... Daddy was put in charge of the world, and he didn't take real good care of it. And now it looks like there won't be much of a world left for you or your brother and sister to live in. Are we gonna move? Well, no. There's no place to move to. This is the only world we got. Well, what's gonna happen to us? Well, I don't exactly know. But whatever it is, nobody's gonna leave you. That's right, little guy. We'll all stay together. Yeah, yeah, and hey, I'm sure it'll all work out okay. After all, dinosaurs have been on this earth for 150 million years. And it's not like we're gonna just disappear. Taking a look at the long-range forecast, continued snow, darkness, and extreme cold. This is Howard Handupme. Good night. Goodbye. Right, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely quite upset. That was, that was really upsetting. And, oh my god, it's really moving, isn't it? It's, oh, it's really harsh. Look at that little baby, and ah. Oh. Although, although, I, also, I also like that the newsreader is called Howard Hand Up, hand up yeah, Me. That's really good. Yeah, a puppet, a puppet called Howard Hand Up Me did make me laugh. That did, that did break the tension somewhat. <laughs> but yeah, wow. Like, really well yeah. done. Really good. Yeah. And again, yeah. again, there's a message in there, you know, don't yeah. be distracted by flashy technology. You've got to look after nature. Look at, you know, look after the world. But, and, and like, it does make sense. Like, it's a logical, but geez, Louise, what a, what a bummer. What a bum out. 
Uh, so Stuart Pankin, the voice of Earl, said that the ending was a simplistic and heartfelt social comment, yet it was very powerful, with subtlety being a defining aspect. I don't um, think I, I don't think he knows what the word simplistic means. <laughs> we carry on. Uh, the TV series creators decided to make this finale as a way of ending the series, as they knew the show could be cancelled when they created season four. So uh, Michael Jacobs said, "We certainly wanted to make the episode to be educational to the audience." Um, and as people knew dinosaurs were no longer alive, the show would end by completing the metaphor and showing that extinction. Uh, Ted Harbert, president of ABC, expressed discomfort at the ending in a telephone call, but allowed it to go forward. Um, Jacob said that correspondence from parents revealed that they understood the creativity in the final episode, but were sad at the predicament we presented in the story. That's how I feel. <laughs> I understand the creativity, but I'm sad at the predicament. That is exactly it. It's similar to How Many Mother, isn't it? Look, I, I like the creativity of it that you filmed the kids mm. at the very beginning, but the, 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 that did was, you need to do it? Look, <laughs> that was that was on where they like we, again sidebar, but like they filmed the kids at the beginning reacting to Ted Mosby, right? And they're like, we've got yeah. that in the bag. That is incredible. When we eventually like, you know, we we, we it's play out blow those, people's minds. We, we play, yeah, exactly. We we play those final seasons of finale. People are going to be like, these guys are like the greatest <laughs> TV writers and producers of all time because they for everyone always said about Lost. The problem was they didn't they didn't plan. We have planned impeccably. Like it was always going to be Ted and Robin. This is going to be so good. Stupid. And then and then and then it was like, what the fuck were you doing? Like the times have changed, man. We want. Barney and Robin. What what the fuck are you thinking? Anyway, back to dinosaurs. Um, and why was Marshall on a plane all season? <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry. Carry on, carry on. Um, uh, Pankin also said that everyone was at first shocked, but I think it was more of a reaction to the show ending. <laughs> yeah, they were just really sad that the show was ending. That was what you know, <laughs> like, it was about. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that that episode was depressing, but they're coming back, right? No, that was the end. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I was fine with it before, but now I know the show's ending. Now I'm really upset. Uh, uh, yeah, and in 2018, Jacob said that uh, the episode would have trended on social media had it really been released that year. Pointless, I, pointless thing to say, but, you know. Oh, no, I, I agree, yeah. but who is still asking him about dinosaurs in 2018? <laughs> like, good show, we but, like, Jacob's is trying to, you know, promote his new wares, his new product, and I'm like, is that final episode of Dinosaurs? That was pretty fucked up, eh? <laughs> like, like, 20 years later, I'm still, I'm still really mad about it. Oh look, we've said in the past. It's like when I talked to um Jason George, and I talked to him about off center. <laughs> wow, man! Thanks so much for bringing up off center. Yeah, no one, no one remembers that. Uh, um, Timothy Donahue of CBR said that the uh, show's climate change oriented ending is also more topical than ever, as concerns over the opposite continue to bring into question humanity's carbon footprint. Uh, he also said that. Um, Dinosaurs became TV's most shocking finale precisely because it opted not for some moderately funny ending joke but to subvert all expectations by advancing an important message through the protagonist's house and the world at large being engulfed in a fatal freeze. It's a fair point. You know, with you know, with climate change and everything, I always think, you always see those Attenborough documentaries, don't you? And, he, and he, every time, every time with Attenborough, He's he angrier. goes... He, angrier no, no, but, but, yeah, but that's the thing. Every time he goes, like... Things are really, really shit, but if we act now, we might just about turn things around. And every it's like, but, but he says that every time. There's got to be a yeah. point at which he goes, well, it's well, too late. Well, fucked now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's too late. You fucked it. Well I done. I warned you. 
<laughs> and then the rest is just, the rest of the hour is just Attenborough doing a really slow clap of like, yeah. Uh, what did I fucking say? I fucking said it, didn't I? Did you not that- learn anything from Dinosaurs, the TV show from 1994? <laughs> Um, so, a little fact, a few facts. You like a few facts? I, had a few I, lo- I love a few facts. Yeah. Um, so, the 1990 Turtles film, which we talked about in our uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode, um, also provided the uh, creature shop with the technology that would bring the show to life. So, animatronic costumes, very similar to the ones you saw in Turtles, really. A bit bigger and a lot more, probably needed a few more people to operate them, but very much the similar type of thing. Um, they were operated um, remotely via radio controllers, and at one point, there are actually tentative plans to have a crossover between the turtles and the dinosaurs. How I don't know. Maybe time, time travel, travel involved. Well, uh, you know, the, you the know. turtles. The turtles did time travel. I think back to like feudal Japan in the third movie, <laughs> exactly. which I have not seen and have no desire to see because I watched <laughs> Secret of the Ooze. The second one was like, no, nah, I'm out. But the first one is great. But anyway, yeah, the Turtles can time travel. It is established. It is canon. But sadly, Turtles were a new line cinema production and, uh, you know, Dinosaurs was Disney, so it sadly never took place. Did um, Disney own new line now? They probably do. They <laughs> probably do now. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> think, you know, it's Disney board meetings. It's like, hey, do we want to buy this? Do we not already own that? No. Well, I yes, like I, idea. yes, I want to fucking buy it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. We're Disney. Buy everything. I like the idea that there's a list of all the things um, which never happened because they couldn't, and they go through every single one, one by one. So they had the diehard Jack Bauer thing, they'll come to that yeah. at some point, and yeah. they've finally, after page 48, they've got to dinosaurs meets turtles, and like, should we do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, got, we've got half hour lunch tomorrow, do you want to do it then? Yeah, fuck it. Do yeah. it, people will watch it. Um... So the full-size dinosaur costumes came in two parts, a full body suit and a separate animatronic head. The head contained radio-controlled motors that moved the jaw, lips, eyes and eyebrows. And uh, for close-up speaking and lip-sync, the heads were separated and operated by a team of puppeteers. Uh, During Dinosaur's fourth and final season, Disney was considering a feature film spin-off for the show. Um, But unfortunately, the series was facing declining ratings at this point, uh, leading to its cancellation and no movie at all. Uh, plans for the film were still in just development stage at the time it got scrapped, so we know we don't know even what the plot was going to be. I thought, I thought you were going to say, but unfortunately, all the characters died at the end of the show, which <laughs> creatively presented yeah. some obstacles. <laughs> um, apparently, each half-hour episode uh, required over a million dollars to make. You know, you had what? the elaborate sets, special effects, animatronics, puppets, crews, actors. It was just one of, if not the most expensive show on television at the time. Um, you know, today a million dollars per episode probably isn't that bad for a sitcom, no. but back then, you know, that was that was crazy to. I mean, I, yeah, I get. I guess if you're like a high-paid cast and that kind of it, all this, all the same. Like, I can't <laughs> believe anyone sunk that. Like, and again, I say this with a lot of like fondness in my heart for dinosaurs, but I still can't believe they spent that much money on this show. But yeah, <laughs> I like this little fact. Uh, Earl often sighs as he walks across the room. Uh, this is because it allowed the person inside the costume a chance to see where he was going because he could only see through the open mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Earl would walk across and go, <sighs> yeah. just to go, oh, right, I know I'm going. Quick little peek. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Um, so currently, from what I can tell, you can't stream dinosaurs other than like um, pay for episode things. You can do it on like Amazon Prime if yeah. you pay for each episode. Um, but apparently it is coming to Disney Plus eventually. Um, it, I'm so pretty sure by the it's time, on, yeah. maybe it's there already. 
I'm pretty yeah. sure on, on, in America it is on Disney right. Plus. So okay, if, for all our for all our stateside listeners, yeah. of which I'm sure there are many, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's there. But I, yeah, I think in the UK, no dinosaurs on yeah. streaming unless you're willing to nah. pay, pay top dollar, which ABC were. You know, they were willing to pay a million pounds <laughs> an episode. So why can't you cough up two ninety nine? So there we go. So general thoughts on dinosaurs now. Well, you know, I, I, I did love it at the time, but you know, as you say, sometimes with these things, you go, you look back and you go, oh, that didn't, that didn't stand the test of time. That didn't hold up at all. Um, and on paper, it sounds, you know, even with the involvement of the late great Jim Henson, which you know, it was, it was his baby. It was, if anything, kind of like his legacy a little bit, like his final project that he developed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and Brian Henson was involved and. You just think, what is, what is this show? This kind of like social, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a it's a sitcom about anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Very, but also very socially conscious. Tackles a lot of <laughs> tackles a lot of social issues. Um, the characters are named after uh, petroleum companies for a reason that no, there is no reason really. No one knows why uh, exactly. Um, and the end is one of the most depressing pieces of drama uh, ever ever produced. Um, <laughs> So that so there's that they they murder a baby at the end, um, but then you know they kind of e- ease ease the pain by the fact that there's a puppet called Hand Up Me. Um, it's there's a lot of ingredients, and you just think, okay, that's a bit mad. But I have to say, like when you watch those clips, like it does somehow it works. It shouldn't work. It on paper this yeah. show shouldn't shouldn't work, but I think it I think it does. Um, I, I but I do think. It was it was to a certain extent of its time. Like I don't know yeah. if if now a sitcom about anthropomorphic dinosaurs or <laughs> um, or Bigfoot Bigfoot comes and lives with a family. I I just don't know if there's a I don't know if there's room for that now. And I think I no, think that's a shame. Sadly not. I, I think it's a shame. Yeah. I think it's a shame. Well, I feel like these kind of um, puppet based because puppets and animatronics, all that kind of stuff um, in the eighties were everywhere, and and a yeah. bit in the nineties. But nowadays, when they do happen, it's clearly they're very expensive to make. Because Dark Crystal, yeah. the series, was amazing, but got cancelled after one series, probably because it just cost too much. Yeah. And do you remember Mongrels? It was a great like um, <laughs> yeah. sitcom on the BBC. I loved Mongrels. Really, genuinely, really funny. But when, it uh, cost too much. Well, BBC Three is 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 you know coming back to terrestrial, and there were a lot of people saying, "Bring back Mongrels." Ah, please do. It was great. <laughs> Um, obviously, spitting image not quite the same, uh, but I'm sure it's very costly. It's back, it's back now, though, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, um, maybe uh, if it comes back on Disney Plus, it might become a cult hit and uh, come back. Who knows? Um, so that's about it for dinosaurs. Thanks as ever for listening to Two Geeks Two Beers. We'll be back next time when Morgan will be taking the reins. Won't mm. spoil it, what it is quite yet. Um, you can download. Oh, and I, I can't remember what it is, so um, <laughs> that'll be it'll be a surprise to me and you. <laughs> You can uh, download and subscribe to all previous episodes, including uh, Jurassic Park, in fact, um, plus Jim Henson's Labyrinth and lots of other topics at uh, 2geeks2beers.com. And you can get us on wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Global Player, Podbean, all sorts. Yes, uh, you can also follow us on all social media platforms. I had to stop the burp. Uh, So we're on on, uh, Twitter. Facebook and Instagram at Two Geeks Cast on all of those. Uh, you can also find full episodes and clips, teasers on YouTube. So why not send a link? 
to a friend or family member and recommend Two Geeks Two Beers to them. <laughs> and uh, you can also get in touch on our email address, which is podcast at twogeekstwobeers.com. And we actually have a new uh, newsletter that we're going to start doing as well. Mm. So if you go to uh, twogeekstwobeers.com, you'll see on the sidebar there um, a sign-up form. Just put in your email address in there and um, you'll get a little welcome email. But then we're going to send ones out. Every time we have something new and exciting to announce, we'll put it on there, including uh, when we've done an... Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, we'll send it out when there's anything new to announce. Might not, might not even be that exciting, but if it's new, yeah. you'll hear about it. Um, including uh, when we've done little updates on Patreon, um, which you, mm. where you can uh, support us. And a big shout out then to our new patrons since we last recorded an episode, uh, Ed Berridge and Matt Slocum. Thank you very much um, you. just for supporting us on our Patreon. They get exclusive episodes and mini-sos and outtakes. Um, our latest one, actually, at the time of recording, is about us moaning at the state of Avatar, beating uh, Endgame at the all-time box office, and just just moaning about Avatar, really. So if, if that the sounds like something it. you want to listen to, yeah, um, yeah. So you, you can even get Two Geeks merch on there. We've got a beer mat, we've got a mug, we've got a t-shirt, which we're wearing right now. We, we are both like actually douches, but you know, uh, yeah. I'm yeah, happy with it. I'm happy with having t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, no, they look pretty good. They look pretty snazzy. Uh, if you if you check out our social media feeds, you can see a snap of us both wearing our Two Geeks t-shirts that, pr- that prove that we're not we're not making this up. We we have genuinely uh, had t-shirts made with our faces on them, and we are we- <laughs> and we are wearing them right now. But yeah, that's about it. So thanks so much for joining us. Um, have a beer on us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Don't have a beer on us. I mean, if anything, give us money. But anyway, yeah, yeah. No, hope hope you enjoyed. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Talking about dinosaurs and 90s and that, do you remember Dino Riders? No. Because <laughs> um, I thought it was Dino Raiders, I have to admit, just, but just Which looking it up, sound, it's Dino Riders. Sounds like a snack you'd keep in the fridge, but yeah, carry on. Um, so I had this toy uh, it, it called that I called Alien, because I was that imaginative. It was a, an alien little action figure, figure about, you know, quite small. Yay high. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was my favourite toy growing up. And it was one of those ones where, you know, the arms would fall off, the leg would fall off. But it was still my favourite one. We'd still, like, screw it back in and I'd lose it and then it would pop up. And I've, I've still got one. I've still got it to this date. But I think it's not even... I think it's like Trigger's Broom. I don't think it's the original one. I think it's another one that I found or bought off eBay or something. I can't remember now. But um, I mean, I mean I that's, not how triggers, that's not how Trigger's Broom <laughs> works. Fundamentally misunderstanding the concept I, yeah, of, of, no, trigger, it of Trigger's like the... Broom. Or, 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 to be topical, the ship of Theseus. The whole point is, they didn't just buy in a whole new ship of Theseus and replace it. That's not how it works. But anyway, carry on. Um, but I didn't realise, because I think I only had the toy. I didn't have the full set. And I didn't realise that Alien, as I called him, um, was part of this Dino Riders thing, which started in 1988. Um and it was a TV series that was essentially it was created purely to launch toys from Tyco. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. A lot of um, cartoons it, were about then Transformers. Yeah, and it was amazing because it was like the ultimate like boys' dream. It were these like <laughs> alien creatures who would ride these massive dinosaurs. And the oh. whole point was you meant to yeah buy the little figures and then buy the massive like triceratops t-rex type thing and you'd put yeah. them together and they created one season of 14 episodes I, and I, I, yeah 
I, I, I liked back then how they would you know, they would always really like butch up these shows, wouldn't they, to appeal to young boys. So it'd be yeah. like, okay, what about a cartoon that's about mice? It's like, mmm. sounds a bit sounds a bit girly. All right, what if they're really butch mice and they ride motorbikes? That's a boys show. That's a show that boys will watch. Perfect. So having having just read a little brief bit about Dino Riders, watch this space because I think that is an episode waiting to happen. More of this kind of quality content to come, <laughs> listeners. Yeah.